0: Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. I am Austin Ward. That is Tim May. This is Jeremy Birmingham. And this is the practice report brought to you by Byers Auto, Ohio State, the new number one team in the country getting ready for Maryland on Saturday at noon in the Horseshoe. And uh, everybody kind of warned us yesterday uh, during Ryan Day's press conference that that the Buckeyes would not care at all about the CFP rankings. But when you become number one, you're still going to get more questions about it. But Jordan Fuller, several captains out here tonight, they still say they don't care. You buy
1: that, Tim? Well, as I said, you know, when I'm, like Justin Fields said, he didn't care if they were even 25th. Or so I go, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, you wouldn't care if you were 25th after the a season you put the, in. Everybody, in what everybody's talking about. He goes, no. But he's basically, you know, as he's leaving the room yesterday, he said, no, you know, if we go undefeated, everything will take care of itself. And he's absolutely right about that. And a couple other guys had the same line. I had the same line back to him. I mean, I think there's a source of pride. That's why I asked Ryan Day about it yesterday about the source of pride of of being highly ranked at this point. You've put yourself yeah. All it is is an indication you have put yourself in position to go for the big prize. Now go for it. And uh, that's kind of the message to his team.
0: What's kind of weird about it is it obviously doesn't matter. And I think if Ohio State finishes anywhere in the top four, it doesn't really change anything. You're going to play a good team in the semifinal. And in most cases, you're probably going to go to Phoenix no matter what, especially if they're one or two. But uh, a couple guys did say they watched there. Munford said that he paid attention to it. You know, Jordan Fuller, obviously, you can't avoid it on social media. It's just sperm, I think, another example that the distractions are going to come for this team. Yeah. The Heisman hype, you know, Ryan Day had to deal with it last month with the Redskins job. Like, when you win at this level, the spotlight gets brighter and brighter. And it's already bright at Ohio State, but they're going to have to deal with some of this stuff, especially in this next two weeks where, quite frankly, the opponent's not going to get their attention that much. We've talked for the last year about how Ryan Day has successfully
2: navigated every single obstacle In every test that he's faced, he's passed with flying colors, right? Now, it's a new test. Like, I mean, this is the way it it works. I mean, Nick Saban, who certainly don't want to invoke his name too much here, but uh, the fact is Saban has become a master of not letting his teams buy into the rat poison, as he calls it, and this is Ryan Day's next test. I mean, it's to see if how do you get a team that has had a reason all year long to play super motivated and super pissed off and have this chip on your shoulder How do you get them to maintain that chip on their shoulder and maintain that edge when you're now the hunted and not the hunter? And I think that for Ohio State, it's just one of those situations where Ryan Day has to know exactly which buttons to push, and to this point in his brief career, he's done every single thing correct. There's no reason to think that he wouldn't be able to handle this. um, the first step is getting these guys to understand what they've all said, which is it doesn't matter.
1: This is 150th year of college football. Rat poison is 150 years old. <laughs> I mean, whenever I a team, Nick's, I thought Nick Saban invented it. Whenever things are going extremely well for a team, people are going to be patting them on the back, and you know because they are playing extremely well. Right. Uh, better according to the College Football Playoff Committee, better than any other team in the country at this moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, now every every week's a new referendum, and you know it's really funny how, how they said that. Uh, what now? These week's rankings have nothing to do with next week's rankings. Give me a break about that, okay? you got isn't, number. Isn't that if, why Clemson's? You've Swift, got number two versus number three this week. Uh, but if you it's
0: know, true, like a playoff format. When you play two versus three, you don't become the number one seed. Right. right. So, like, I know that what's going to happen next week is But that it was, is what's going to happen. Is, yeah, the winner of LSU and Alabama is going to be number one. That tells you why you shouldn't pay any attention to it, right? Yeah,
1: but there's a lot of things going on right now. For example, Ohio State's a 44-point favorite. Their biggest... They're the biggest favorite of the, of this year of this week yeah. of any college football game out there that they're putting lines on. The reason is Las Vegas, obviously, or whomever's doing the lines is tired of losing money on Ohio <laughs> State, which is seven and one versus the spread this this year, as you pointed out earlier this week. Yeah, there's a lot of rat poison floating around. You know, uh, the bottom line is, you know, Ohio State, uh, SEC team, uh, a Big Twelve team, which isn't going to happen this year. Well, it could. Baylor's still out there. Uh, you go undefeated, you're going to probably make the playoff. Clemson goes undefeated, it's probably going to make the playoff. Yeah. And so that's the rat poison Not is. Not probably. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. They're going, you take care of business, you're in. The problem is when the rat poison causes a little hiccup that gives the committee something to think about. Like, you know, the was Ohio State eating eating the rat poison when it played at Purdue last year? <laughs> I, I didn't see it. We were all reminded well, of what happened at Iowa the year before.
0: Sometimes you lose. Yeah. And uh, you have to come to play every single week in college football even if you are a 44 point favorite so I think it's interesting you just add this into it another thing that a team like sometimes Urban Meyer would talk about it, say here's the situation you talk about it for five minutes and you don't bring it up again I don't, I don't think Ryan Day didn't have any interest in doing that yesterday a couple of these guys said they didn't even bring it up at practice today so that tells you uh, how little they're using that to get ready for Maryland so as they do that Tim is there is there any possible way that this could be a closer game uh, on Saturday than, than maybe these experts think, because I look at it, and the way Ohio State's playing, getting healthier off the bye week, even if ever, even if not everyone is gonna be back, I just don't see how Maryland can make this a game, but of course I thought that last year at in College Park.
1: A longtime buddy of mine, Bruce Martin, and I went to the uh, Virginia Tech at Notre Dame game this past weekend, because of the off weekend, but it was very cold over there, it was very windy, it was very <laughs> unpleasant for the most part, sitting in the stands, but I but I did enjoy it, yeah. and it was a hell of a game. You know, Notre Dame was a 17.5 point favorite going into that game, had three huge turnovers, which flipped it, including one that was taking back 98 yards for a touchdown. Strange stuff happens. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying in college football? Not that, not that that necessarily is going to, I'm not necessarily saying Ohio State's in jeopardy of a loss this week, but there are all kinds of uh, forces that can conspire, including a little nibble of rat poison, <laughs> which can make a game closer than you think. But, you know, how, how, ba- how badly should they win this game? I don't know.
2: Yeah. Uh, that's what's, what's nuts, man. Yeah. Like, the expectations, we're talking about six and a half Ohio touchdowns, State right? go out and win this game 49 to seven. Right. And that won't cover, cover. Vegas as a number. Yeah. Like, the, obviously, that's, the expectations are so ridiculous. But turn the ball over, play sloppy, somebody gets hurt, all of a sudden you got yeah. a game. The Buckeyes have played extremely clean football all year. All year. Justin Fields has shown an ability to get the most out of pretty much any play that he's uh, been put uh, on the field to take part in mm-hmm. the defense is as good as anybody in the country. What does it take to make it a closer game I don't know I mean what what, <laughs> what do we mean like Here's the thing. Uh, it, it, what does it take to make this game a thirty-one to twenty-three final? Right.
1: Ohio State has nothing. A lot of things. A lot of yeah. terrible yeah. things. Ohio State has nothing to really gain from this game, but has a lot to lose. Yeah. That's the, you know, it's the. No, no matter what they say, the eye test is what matters. Now, as long as you win, then it's the eye test. But like you just said, just being in the top four at the end of the year is what matters. Right. And they put themselves in great position to do that. All right. This is the practice report brought to you by Byers Auto, not brought to you by Rat Poison,
0: which is getting a record number of mentions in here at the Woody. It's today. replaced the Tate Martell yeah, counter. It's a now a Rat new, Poison. New I counter think he everything. brought it up, though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. He always brings up Rat Poison. Every, it's one of my favorite things to talk about. Vern, uh, when we look at the uh, the injury report here in this situation, I've been getting this question a lot. like, Should Ohio State rest guys against Rutgers? Will they have that opportunity in the second half against Maryland? They probably will. Obviously, Ryan Day is saying they have to prepare to win the game and have to prepare to play four quarters. It's looking at this point like Jonathan Cooper, that high ankle sprain, is probably going to keep him out again. I think at this, it's sort of that same situation for him. You feel bad as a senior and a captain. He put so much into being ready for this year, and it was like, okay, you're going to miss the first four or five games. Get ready for Nebraska. You'll be ready to go, pointing towards that big one. Now it's like. Okay, Maryland and Rutgers, you're probably gonna miss a couple maybe gonna miss a game or two yeah. here to get ready for Penn State. It's like it's been a constant battle for him.
2: Well, obviously he already missed Wisconsin, so that that one you know is stuck in his craw a little bit. But again, we're talking about what is shaping up to be a three-game stretch at the end of November, first week of December, that is going to define not just this season, but Ryan Day's entire career, I think, as a head coach. If it comes down to this if Jonathan are you able to play 100% this weekend you're not then you're not playing I think that that's a a very simple black and white conversation if you are not 100% you are not going this week and the same would be said against Rutgers and I, I know that the guys in the locker room they're all competitors they train 20 hours a day for this moment to get those four hours on Saturday afternoon and I know it sucks for them to lose it but it will suck a lot more if he's not out there for Penn State, sure. not out there for Michigan, not out there for the Big Ten championship game. And when you see guys like Jonathan Cooper, he's a captain, he's everything to this team as a leader, it sucks. But if he's not 100%, if there's any question, then he sits. And Tim, yeah, the
1: other this, this place starts to sound like an airport tarmac <laughs> at certain points, doesn't it? It's
0: got some old bones creaking. Yeah, and here. there's machines running around. Go ahead. When you So to flip to the offensive side and a guy that comes up a lot here, uh, Austin Mack also missed the Wisconsin game. We'll see what happens with his hamstring injury But there Munford has been sort of the one that you pinpoint. He needs to be healthy at left tackle mm-hmm. uh, You know the depth is taking a hit Josh Alby's missed the last several games been unavailable. I think he's kind of You know, I just asked him straight up. Are you annoyed that we're asking you about your health every week? And he's like, yeah, it does kind of suck But it's the same sort of deal as Cooper the guy had an offseason surgery missed the Rose Bowl now he's fighting this ankle injury, and those those can linger. Yeah. But he's, he, you know, he's walking through the facility. We asked him again. He said he feels fine, uh, and maybe that off date came at a good time for him.
1: Yeah. I mean, he smiled when when he was asked about that. I mean, you know, and he gets in that uh, super cool, super chill chamber. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure anybody w- why you would anybody would ever look forward to that. It, it's like you look forward to what it means to you, five, 50 minutes later. Yeah, you know,
0: three three minutes of pain. <clears> for-
1: yeah. For yeah, you know, whatever, a lifetime of gain, but yeah, I mean, Man, you know, you're like, the, the answer is yes, yes, yes to all those questions, but the one thing Nick Saban has right when he talks about, when he talks about, he, when he talks about he, what? When he talks about, rat when he talks about the red poison, when yes. he talks about Dude. is, you know, Ryan Day's not sitting here going, check mark Maryland, yeah. check mark Rutgers, it would be folly to do that, mm-hmm. and the, the, the line that Nick Saban has, you, we, we, we will try to expedite the win. You want to expedite <laughs> the win, and then you think about those other things. But it's crazy to be planning that, you yeah. know? Now in the back of your mind, you know Chris Chugunov needs more snaps, or Gunnar Hoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that uh, Nicholas petit Freer needs more snaps. So right on down the line, the backups, you know they could use more time in real-life situations. And uh, so you keep that in mind too in these games, because they're not stupid. They're watching the video like everyone else, yeah. like we have the last several weeks. They know what's coming against Rutgers in two weeks. Uh, Penn State's going to be a totally different animal right. when it comes in. Michigan is going to be a desperate animal. Even even if they win from now till then, Michigan is desperate for a win in this series. Yeah. And their head coach without a doubt. Uh, so that's kind of what you're facing. But the bottom line is, yeah, bottom, yeah. In retrospect, you want to rest as many people as you can. It's you want
0: their mudford on a better ankle. Yeah, you don't You don't usually get opportunities like this because, you know, everyone outside of Columbus loves to attack Ohio State's schedule, which is the toughest of any of the beaten still, but yeah, what you, are they still do have this, this interesting stretch here with off-date Maryland-Rutgers where it's almost a second preseason for them before they go into really one of the toughest stretches that anybody in the country might face with Penn State. Uh, the rivalry game in Mich- with at Michigan, and then whoever comes out of the West, Berman still thinks it's Wisconsin. Think that uh, maybe we'll have a better idea after Minnesota plays Penn State mm-hmm. on Saturday, if that's actually something that could happen. But it's um, it's pretty fascinating to watch how this team is managing this stretch. So
1: I, I tell you, the key the key game there is this weekend. I mean, Minnesota if Minnesota beats Penn State, proves you, it's for real. because I mean, I'm telling you the that, last yeah. several weeks. I mean. You know, they've kind of proven, gotten better against the, kind of the same kind of competition a lot of other teams have this year yeah. uh, to get to, to, and definitely they're playing much better offense than they were five weeks ago. Yeah. You can only and win the game that you pl- that's exactly. on the schedule, right? I mean. And you're, defensively, they're playing well. I mean, I think, I mean, they've grown into Tanner Morgan. I mean, they're on their backup quarterback, you know, from the get-go. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's a very, I mean, I keep thinking back to Penn State and Pitt, you know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm. And that's a long time ago, and that team is... Come a long ways. I'm talking about Penn State as from that game, but I'm not right now, I'm not sure how good Penn State is. It did beat Michigan, it hung on to beat Michigan at home.
2: But it beat Michigan for a quarter and a half, and
1: right. then
0: and then hung on for and dear life.
1: On. Yeah, I'm curious. They made one play, one big play offensively in the second half that sealed it. But I'm just curious, how good is Penn State? Yeah,
0: Fox seems to believe that Penn State is for real because they put that number four team their matchup in the horseshoe in two weeks. That game is already at noon. Yeah, that was one of the biggest things to come out uh, of today at the Woody Hayes Center. Is that so you know what the schedule is going to be? Noon, uh, baby. Those the, are great rest games. Of the season. Uh, it could be noon or 3:30 at Rutgers next week. That's the only uncertainty that's left. You I'm can, leaning towards 3:30. You can. That's what's being said around here, but it's not officially confirmed. Uh, Berm, Berm obviously has his ear to the. It's ground.
1: confirmed, he's, but he's it's not confirmed. confirmed. but not confirmed. Prepare yeah. for 3:30. So, so
0: it's a it's a stretch here now where Ohio State knows what's in front of it on Saturday, though at noon. You
1: guys mentioned
0: the spread. What are those score predictions for you guys?
1: I'm, I'm I, I've been saying 41 forever, I'm going to go, I'm going to bump that up to 51
2: to 7. 51 to 7. I was going to say 52 to 7, um, but I'm not because I don't want to well, that's- piggyback. So, I'm going to go back to what there. I was Did just it saying. Go I, no, I think 52 makes more
1: sense, really. I, I think uh, <laughs> that's a well, field goal. It
2: certainly makes more sense than yeah. 51. That's an yeah. odd number to score. I mean, you'd have to be a pretty <laughs> bad gotta. defense to give up 51 points Safety, again, in the game with some Maryland involved, yes. right? You'd yeah. have to be
1: pretty bad. But I just remember last year's Maryland game. There was, oh, a, that was a 52 to 51 yeah. game, right? Uh, yeah. Weird. So, there, um, there we we're playing off last year. We're going off history. Ohio State has nothing to play
2: for this weekend other than, as you said, a lot to lose, right? But. That team in there is well aware of what happened at Maryland last year, yep. and I think that they're going to absolutely put.
1: Berm, let me a interrupt you. I, I want to ask you because you've been around here almost as long. Well, not as long as I have. No, but, no one has. But <laughs> I mean, we, we've talked about this. I mean, this is a this team is different. Don't you agree? There's I mean, a totally different the focus error to it. I'm, I'm, you know, I keep going back to the quality of athlete, I mean, quality of person that's mm-hmm. running around. I mean, Jordan Fuller's one of the most enjoyable guys you could ever just talk to, you know. Yeah. Uh, Chase Young, same way. I mean, just right on down the line, but this team seems to get it. Don't you agree? I don't agree? see them having
2: the ability to get distracted. Yeah. And, and again, we've talked about this multiple times, and, and it sort of was underscored by what Chase Cornell said on Tuesday. All week long, right now, this team is so much more relaxed that when it comes time to run out of that tunnel on Saturday, they are dialed in to a to a level that, in the past, and it, you can't argue with Urban Meyer's results, right? But it certainly was sort of flip-flopped. I think there was a lot of tension throughout the week and a lot of like uh, everybody walking on eggshells. And then what happened on game day is that that was their chance to take a deep breath and exhale. And I think occasionally that got them in trouble. Yeah. I, I just don't see that on this team.
1: You know what's funny is but sometimes like you're doing something one way and somebody comes along and shows you a, you yeah. can do it a different way and it, it is a sort of a reset mm-hmm. for everybody involved. And I think, like you just said, Urban Mars is one of the great coaches in college football history. Job Ryan Day is doing things a little differently, yeah. and and it clearly has 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 created a situation in the locker room where guys enjoy being around each other. Uh, like they said, there's more joviality. If in fact that is even, where's that a word? Sure, oh, why you, not? It is today. Uh, and uh, uh, but but it's uh, but but that doesn't discount what happened Absol- three years ago. Absolutely not. Sometimes what I mean, Woody need, was different from Earl Bruce. You know,
0: sometimes what you need is a fresh perspective, right? And a new way of doing it. And it was it was probably a good time for Ohio State to do that and it's working right now you yes. can't really argue with it that's give me 63 to 10. that's why oh. they're going to win 63 to three berm on Saturday Ooh. that's the prediction here well see
1: I'm going by the uh, Austin Ward the Boston Ward thing it. that in fact the dogs are going to be, I mean they're going to well that's change why, that's why I think Maryland's going to score team. 10 points I think Maryland's yeah. going to
2: score 10 points on the second half defense Second wow. half
0: defense is a lot better than the one that
1: gave hey.
2: up,
0: that didn't cover against poor Atlantic Maryland.
1: Did, Maryland is out there scheming. I mean, I mean, like like Ryan Day yeah. even pointed they, they're, out, they're not. They have they have, 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 they have really good coach. athletes, but uh, I don't trust the coaching there at all. No. Anthony I'm McFarlane. just trying to back up your you, Mc- <laughs> with your
2: score. I'm just saying, <laughs> stick with your gut. You stick with your gut. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anthony McFarland isn't healthy. I mean, That's,
1: they don't even know who their quarterback you're talking is. Too much about it's Maryland. It's the worst head coach in history. I literally, right? If you had me to go back and get, if I got the retrench, I'd say 51 nothing because I think his defense has the capability of throwing a shutout, and they got a lot of confidence in their backups of being able to hold it up. In the, I mean, now you're going, I might go 51 nothing. Now you're going to my playbook. I don't think that prediction.
2: Mike Loxley, who is probably the worst head coach in history of college football. Absolutely he is. Um, has there's the, not even a second and place. That, he's a great recruiter. He's an excellent offensive mind and did a good job no. at Alabama. No. Uh, but Wrong. His, uh, his record as a head coach is as bad as anybody in history. Uh, and I just don't think that there's any way that that team is going to be more prepared than Ohio
0: State I was, on Saturday. I was covering the Mountain West when he was at New Mexico. He is the worst, worst head coach in college football history. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind about that. And he's going to, unfortunately, be on the wrong end of it on Saturday. I hope
2: that after the game on Saturday, you go cover the Maryland postgame game. There's been a lot of really... Like, hello,
1: Mike. Really, really bad head coaches. Who's the worst head coach in college football All right, this, this show
0: has gone on too far. This is a practice report. There, brought were, to by there Byers were some S- guys at Northwestern That's going to be when I first started covering <laughs> the
1: team. And even Denny Green. He this is going to be North on Western. the
0: podcast next week, the Tim May podcast, talking about the worst college football coach in Denny Green was pretty idea. good. Just because idea. he gets another look at Mike Loxley on Saturday in the horseshoe. That's Tim May. That's Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward, and I have lost control of the practice report brought to you by Byers Auto. We'll see you next week